0: last chance for the Steelers Bradshaw trying to get away and his pass is broken up by Tatum tipped off Harris's hands When you talk about Christmas miracles here's the miracle of all miracles
1: <laughs> melik Makka is a thing to say on a bright a wine Christmas day. That's the island greeting that we send to you from the land where palm trees sway. Here we know that Christmas will be green and bright, the sun to shine by day and all the stars at night. Melikiligimaka is a wise way to say, Merry Christmas to you. Welcome to
2: the only podcast Merry that matters. You, your League of Utility podcast. Merry motherfucking Christmas, everyone. Is that inappropriate to say, Dave?
1: I don't think so. Merry Christmas, maybe, but not the motherfucking part.
2: Well, well, welcome back, Dave. Uh, I know you've been a little under the weather. How you feeling?
1: I'm feeling lovely. I'm happy to be back. Um, this will be an interesting podcast as opposed to vodka. I'm taking NyQuil. So, uh, yeah, this could be an interesting one. Daytime NyQuil.
2: And and for the record, uh, we are recording this podcast. It's 9.15 in the morning out here in Phoenix. Do the math for other time zones, Dennis. I think that would make it 10.15 and brutally cold. The grid soon to fail. Montgomery, Texas, the home of the Mean
3: Machine. The frozen tundra of Montgomery, Texas. Yes, indeed. Yes. And we got then, down to one. We got down to one degree. So, uh, you know, it's a, it's a new experience for us Texans. Uh, and I just want to say happy Christmas and merry new year to everybody on the podcast.
2: That is what they say in England. And uh, Dennis is drinking a little eggnog. I'm drinking eggnog and bourbon. Uh, at this hour. In fact, I've got a, uh, I'm doing pretty well. I mean, I'll be asleep by noon, Jay Fry. I'll be, I'll be uh, drooling on my pillow. I have to start the day over around 2.30. But uh, thanks for joining, Jay Fry, the commish.
4: What are you doing? Glad to be here. Glad to be here. It's freezing in the state of Indiana. Uh, Negative one right now. So that's warming up. Actually, no, it's negative seven, according to my computer, so not good at all out there. I will Thank be inside you. all day.
2: Thank you, Willard Scott, for that update. Willard Scott might might be from Indiana. I'm actually not sure. Illinois, Indiana, aren't they kind of the same thing? Ohio,
3: they're all the same, all those flyover states. No. America's Weatherman though, man. I, I miss that guy. He's so much better than Al Roker. <laughs> and then by the way, I drink I am drinking a spiked eggnog, not just sitting here drinking eggnog at 10:15 in the morning.
1: Give me a break. Spiced
3: or spiked? Spiked. It's yeah, a Evan Williams eggnog. I highly recommend it. There you go. Beautiful.
2: Um, did anyone uh, see there was a I think it was in Waterloo, Iowa. It was Waterloo somewhere. And they put a sportscaster out on the weather beat in the morning because there was like a blizzard coming in. And the guy just complained endlessly about having to be out there and how much he hated it. Did you see that, Dennis?
3: I haven't seen that. It sounds sounds like something I would do.
0: Mark, how are you feeling out there? Uh, again, uh, the same way I felt about eight minutes ago when you asked me that same question. Right? I normally do sports. Uh, everything is canceled here for the next couple of days. So... What better time to ask the sports guy to come in about five hours normally uh, earlier than he would normally wake up, go stand out in the wind and the snow and the cold, and tell other people not to do the same. I didn't even realize that there was a 3.30 also in the morning uh, until today. It's absolutely uh, fantastic, Ryan. You know, I- I'm used to these evening shows that are only 30 minutes long, and generally on those shows, I'm inside. So uh, this is a really long show. Tune in for the next couple hours to watch me progressively get crankier and crankier. How do I get that uh, Storm Chaser 7 duty? I I feel like Clint got the uh, better end of that deal. You know, that thing's heated. Um, The outdoors currently is not heated. It's
2: pretty good. Well, Dave, glad to have you back. I realized listening back to the podcast last week what we miss when Dave is in here, Dave is the voice of reason. Sometimes we'll go off on tangents on things and he'll, he'll, he'll bring us back to the center Dennis and go, no, the reason the player did the the manager did this or did that was because of something that we maybe weren't aware of. So it's great to have you back, Dave. Uh, God bless. Let's get into it. We've got the final four. Our predictions are totally wrong. Last week we said it would be, Lincoln County Warlords versus Huddle Hussey. That is not how it went down. Uh, we'll start off with the first matchup. Huddle Hussey, just an absolute disaster of sadness for her last week. She ends up losing uh, to Coldplay, uh, score of 147 to 119. Kristen had a path to win this game if she had set her lineup the right way. Anybody else notice that? Had she played Mostert and had she played, one
3: moment, please. Chris Moore. Who's going to play Chris Moore? Oh, no, no, no. Max Hollins. Max Hollins, Hollins. Hollins.
2: Who she's played week after week after week. And his numbers have been great. He's, he's averaging double digits. Mostert and Hollins gets her a tie. It would have been 147 to 147. I can't do the math around who would have won on the bench because that means we would have been moving Moster and Hollins off the bench. I'm not sure who would have been on the bench, but if she had not traded her defense, the Raiders from the week before had 11 points thanks to Chandler Jones running over Mac Jones. She would have had 11 rather than nine. She would have won.
3: Huddle Hussey, huge fail, Dave, huge fail. Hi. Lots, lots of ifs there. You know, if my sister had a dick, she'd be my brother. But it is what it is. Poor management. I think we lost Dave. Dave, are you there?
1: No, I, I'm there. I Dennis ready to jump in. So, I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think it's poor management either. I think, I think the people she played were right. Um, that, uh, who, who, who what, what moves would you have made? Who would you have taken out?
2: Well, I've been talking about Moser since week one. I believe I said. I covet him. I think he'd be great, and he would be in my starting lineup every week, 16 points. Who is this z Knight? Bam Knight, two points? Are we surprised the Jets
1: can't run the ball? We saw it last night. Well, two podcasts ago, you and I made fun of her for playing him, and he basically was the reason she was moved on in the playoffs the first week. And then
2: there was Alan Lazard, or as she said to me earlier this week, Alan Lazard. But Alan hmm. Lazard with one point, just a disaster. Uh, look, the Drunken Tailgaters, Coldplay, they, they came heavy. They came heavy. Next time you come in, you come heavy or not at all. All the guys I was worried about on the podcast last week that were fluky, other than Fryer Booth, he got a zero, but Godwin, 22. Jefferson, 30. Saquon Barkley, 22. Kamara, 12. And I do not appreciate Kristen. Sending a text to the group, hoping that Saquon Barkley gets injured. What bad karma
4: is that, Jay Fry? Now that comes back to bite you. Yeah, that's sorry. We're looking really more, more in depth than that. <laughs> that that's not calling. Hey, this guy's about to score.
3: You, you call on your player in a text thread. Next thing you know, it's a pass to the fucking tight end, and it's it's a womp womp womp. So, yeah, that, that's not. It's Not good sportsmanship,
2: well, as I texted out, huddle hussey she did win the survivor pool, she was appointed vice commissioner, and she did object when I said that she first time in the final four, she said this was her second time in the final four fine, whatever still a great season for huddle hussey our top female as usual uh but the bigger really the bigger contribution to this league is. The vice commissionership, Jay Fry, that was a great idea.
4: Yes, it was a great idea. She's done an excellent job as a vice commissioner. She handled the one issue that arose, and she uh, ended that controversy in a matter of moments. So she's very, very happy with uh, the vice commissioner. She put that fire out. More collusion. More collusion.
2: In the other matchup. It was not even a contest. There is no path to victory for John, but congratulations for making the final four for the first time. He comes in uh, with 96 points against podcast recluse. Anthony Rapchinski's Blinken needs some TDs with 124. Josh Allen goes off for 40 fucking three points.
3: Do, right. do, you, do you remember the year that John had all those running backs and he was a stable of running backs? It was his yeah. famous quote. Yeah. Uh, he has to change that now to stable of quarterbacks because he, he played Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence on the bench scoring 34 and good old Brock Purdy. I mean, I, I, I don't remember a playoff team carrying three quarterbacks. I'll say it's a gutsy move. It didn't work out, but uh, he does have a stable of quarterbacks.
2: Um, He's got a good team. The thing he got screwed over on is the same thing I got screwed over on and Dave, For a brief period of time before he got rid of him, Jonathan Taylor, just a disaster this year. Injuries, poor coaching. Jay Fry, what's with this Jeff Saturday? I'm sure he was a fine center and all, but
4: Jesus Christ. Yeah, Saturday was uh, a former player who Ursay's remained close with, the owner, Um, and he's been helping the Colts in the offseason – and even during the season, he would review film and feed, give uh, feedback to Ursay. I'll bet you $100
2: that Jeff Saturday is the head coach the first week of uh, next year. Uh, actually, I'll bet you next year's league dues, including the uh, Survivor League. $125 says Jeff Saturday is their coach next year.
4: <laughs> I'm not going to take that bet because uh, Ursay is an <laughs> idiot, and that might be the case if he would actually hiring. So.
2: Well, the future is bright for Johnny and congratulations for him getting involved in this. Here's the thing I noticed, Dave, John for the first time in nine years seems to be asking questions about the rules. Like he, I don't think he ever read the rules or understood how the fantasy league works. Have you noticed that?
1: It's very interesting because it's, it's uh, one click away, but we know how difficult clicks can be sometimes. So um, yeah, it's uh John is in it to win it this year and and he made his run. So let's see what happens next year. I don't know. He's got some, he has got some options, Um, but he says he's going to shake things up next year. So I don't know if that's a direct uh, shot over the bowel of yours, Jay Fry or not, but uh, he seems to have a plan coming into the draft that will uh, rock the league.
2: Let's move over to the toilet bowl side of things. Uh, V for vagina, just curb stomped Bishop Sankey's, uh, Huge respect for v is for Vagina. He's put up the last two weeks 148 and 149 after being on the podcast and us giving him a hard time about his team. Boy, he, he, the timing was just off. But He just missed the playoffs, and his timing was just off, or this might be his championship. Uh, really nothing. I, I don't even think there's, unless you guys want to talk about, it, I don't think there's really much to talk about with that matchup. Just bad over bad. Sankey's are lucky to get over hundred. Any week we get over a hundred is, is golden. Uh, you have the X-Men 122 over Joe B's nasty, nasty habits. Uh, pretty easy win for Dave. The score doesn't really show what happened. The other matchup, uh, Detroit house a half, Beats Timberwolf Ted easily. The ghost team, he still doesn't change anything
3: with his lineup, Dennis. Nothing, nothing. He's he's been non-existent since like week six, I think since the last time he got on the podcast. I I guess he thought the year was over and he moved on to circulation or something. I don't know. He's
1: proficient, eh?
3: Heard
2: from him. He's gone silent since then. It's just he and Jacoby Myers rolling down the field.
1: Yeah, I think he's in a, uh, a a place of despair with what's going on with his uh, North Carolina Wolfpack to end the year, and they had some transfers, some big losses, and uh, you know it, it's it's winter. That's uh, that's that's the season of play for those Canadians. So I'm sure he's out and about in the woods somewhere hunting some elk or something. Do we go ahead, right
4: Do we know is. Who's going? Do do we know who's going to win the? Who's going to be the one that's the worst record? Has that been determined, or is that still in play?
2: Nope, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that right now. I just want to make one mention uh, that Jacoby Myers was the author of what people are calling the worst play in NFL history on Sunday when he he threw a lateral. A long lateral to Mac Jones I don't know what Mac Jones would have done it was intercepted by Chandler Jones who steamrolled in the funniest possible manner over Mac Jones like he was a three year old child and charged off so Jacoby Myers has actually made the worst play in NFL history
3: that is a fact that play is going to be in a loop you know it's going to be in part of NFL him, NFL film history lore. yeah. yeah. It will. I've
2: heard a lot of funny names for it. Uh the fail Mary is
4: the one that I like the best.
3: <laughs>
4: well, some <laughs> guy won a parlay. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. A five-game parlay because of that play. Because yeah. he had the Raiders um winning and they ended up winning him like three million dollars.
2: Some ungodly amount of money. All right. Before we talk about the two matchups that matter this week. Nothing else really actually three matchups that matter for the worst record for the, for the toilet bowl championship and for the overall championship. I, I have to ask Jay for a question. What in the living fuck is going on with you and Joe are working the waiver wire this week? Like Joe isn't in the, in the toilet bowl final. You you have nothing with nothing, yet you're working the waiver
4: wire like it's week two. What the fuck? So I did not work the waiver wire. I waited until the waiver w- period passed, and I picked up players because I'm still looking to win. I have my, what? Team, my team. My team has to get in the mindset of every game is important, and they have to play to win each week. So, I but I do, I did not want to, I didn't want to interfere with people who are playing for a championship. So I did not put a waiver request and I waited until after the waiver period ended. And then I picked up people.
2: Cause I was about to say, that's actually a little unsportsmanlike for a champion to be going in and grabbing players. But if you waited until the waiver wire ran, fine. It's still weird, but you do a lot of mock drafts. So I'm not shocked. I don't know what Joe is up to with all of his work over there. And Dennis... I got to say, I'm not impressed by the text that you sent out last week where you said, I'm guaranteed to finish at least fifth in the league. You're a past champion. Can you tell me who finished third last year? I can't. Can you, Dave?
3: No, but, it, but it's not about the year. Jay Farron and I were talking about this before the recording started. Listen, we we do the stat review every year, right? We talk about champions and what their records are. And top five finishes are in that stat. So, Listen, I, I got to gleam a little something out of this bullshit year, and I got a to top five finish out of it. That's all I was trying to mean. It didn't mean anything about this year. Just padding my stats, you know, to go a lot. It's like a little, a little button on your green jacket. St- jacket. No, the only stats
2: that matter are championships. That's first it. Nothing else is losing. And, and by the way, to John, who made his first final four, a personal message to John John, do you now have any idea? of how difficult it is to be a two-time champion, a two-time champion. You couldn't even sniff the championship game. All right, let's, let's talk about the championship matchup. Dave, you previewed this. Anthony's uh, in a little bit of a tough spot to start off. Uh, We've got Coldplay against need some TDs, And we had some points last night on Anthony right now. He's projecting what one Oh eight.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, five and five out of a wide receiver in your, uh, in your flex position out of the gate on a Thursday night. Uh, not good. The, the Whatever service uh, Anthony's been using, we've been talking about must not have told him it was going to be a miserable night in, uh, in New York last night, but it was, uh, it was worse than that, unfortunately for his guys. He Bad did, start. He did something
2: I thought was pretty smart that you should always do when you're in, in games that matter on a championship basis he went out and picked up russell wilson did you notice that and i'll tell you why he did that because you want your bench points to be as high as they can be you must have two quarterbacks at least if not three just in case the tie happens you know the quarterbacks even the worst quarterbacks are going to get you 10 Dennis. yeah and that
3: so that just makes me recall what i just said about john's four <laughs> quarterbacks not not too much earlier so yeah it's a great call it's a great yeah i
2: Except he wasn't do- that. That has nothing to do with him trying to get bench points or anything like that. But Anthony again makes every right move this year. I'm confused if if he should come back to win this thing, Dave. He, he we're gonna have to go down to Houston and get him on the podcast or something. He's gonna have to explain himself.
1: I agree. He's had a killer year. It's and it's all about moves too. It's typically you know in years past, Anthony's had great teams by good drafting. Then they kind of fall apart at the end of the season as he kind of fades away and doesn't pay as much attention. But he's been all over it this year.
4: You, got uh, The group that was on an early podcast made their playoff predictions based on people's keepers earlier in the year. Have you discussed this? I think you missed one of the top six. I think you had um, uh, Brazel's team in the playoffs and – uh, somebody out. I think maybe John out or whatever.
2: That's exactly right. Uh,
4: just based on keepers. Um, yeah. The insight's been pretty good on some, some of the weeks, I'd have to say.
2: Let's move on to the toilet bowl. Uh, two matchups of note in the toilet bowl. Before we do that, our typical send-off. Uh, Huddle Hussey, what a year. The Huddle Hussey had an amazing year. Uh, some people thought she'd be an over. She was not an over and uh she lined up everyone in the Bengals that she could had a tremendous year won the survivor pool after bullying joe we will mention that as in her role as vice commissioner she did do a little bullying and uh finishing the final four for what i think is the first time and she claims is the second time so just a tremendous year for huddle Hussey and johnny boy the lincoln county warlords what a season for them never made the playoffs The first time in the playoffs, he's got three quarterbacks that he's going to be able to trade for three first round picks, he says. So I look forward to the draft next year. (laughs) Congratulations, Johnny Boy. All right. So into the championship of the toilet bowl, the winner of the toilet bowl you have got the matchup. You knew Dave would end up there. Nice job, Dave. He is for vagina, who's put up massive points the last three weeks.
1: You know I beat him week one, right? Yeah, but it was like
2: 154 to 149. It was big points, both of you. That
1: was that was 15 yeah. weeks ago, bro. That was two no, weeks. No, that was two weeks ago. Oh. We, we played in the first matchup as well. Yeah, oh, it should be a good matchup. This team's loaded right now. I got off to a good start last night with Ingram putting up 18 who uh all of a sudden has become the best tight end in football somehow um, yeah it should be a really good matchup I made the mistake last week of taking waddle out I knew the game didn't matter so I played a lot of it because he had a a juicy matchup that didn't work otherwise I would have had way more points but got waddle back in there so it's uh yeah there uh, should be a good uh, good golden pool game it's uh, yeah who,
2: who could predict it? Did we decide who gets the trophy—the loser of everything or the winner of the toilet bowl? I think it's the winner of the toilet bowl, right?
1: Uh, yeah, right, okay. pretty sure. All right.
2: Well, that trophy is ready to go out. By the way, Dave, worth mentioning—I got official comment from Al Hara today. So, a big part of Cool Play's success are the keepers he was able to inherit on this team this year. And I yep. let him know, look, you're back. He was in the championship last year. He's in the championship this year and he looks like he's, his his old franchise is gonna win. It's like the Titans to the Oilers kind of bullshit. And and Dave, he
1: sounds like he's got a lot of remorse about giving up on the team. He did. Yeah. It's uh sometimes it's uh it's best to uh to not open your mouth as some of these owners can uh, attest to in the NBA these days.
2: He's like our art model, but that does open. That does open the door to perhaps he rejoining at some point, Dennis, how
3: would you feel about that? I'm not on mute. You can see the look on my face. I would say this. I'll play checkers. Frimming played chess. He can have all the same players and it should be a Testament, right? He was in the finals last year. He wouldn't have, he wouldn't have pulled the moves this year. He's a, he's a Yankee fan. He would have yeah, I know, and
2: he was drubbed in the finals last year by your Bishop Sycamores. Yeah. Easy easy <laughs> second championship. All right, speaking of easy second championship, so for the loser game of the entire league, <laughs> Bishop Sankey's against Ghost Ship Timberwolf Ted. Uh, right now it says ESPN has the Sankey's winning by one, but I have no faith in that at all because this team rarely breaks 100 points. It's going to require a semi-miracle, uh, Dave, to see us
1: over and see us through on this. This is the matchup that I am just uh, so excited to see this weekend. It's going to be absolutely exhilarating. Anyone who loves unders will love this this matchup. It's uh, it's going to be a blast to watch. The entertainment value high. I don't know. What, what are you going to do? It's uh, I know it doesn't really matter to you because it's all about championships, but it will be kind of interesting having our two-time champion also be a two-time loser. That's uh, they're both very tough to do.
2: Look, it, here's the thing. And I, I would like Dennis to pay attention to this. Cause he's the one when his, when he doesn't have a good year, he pouts like a baby drops everybody on his roster. He changes his team name. He says, he's going to quit. Look, if you're a champion in the past, you hold your head high. Hey, you fucked up this year. There's always next year. Don't, don't let them see the inner turmoil
3: that you have. Dennis, why do you put that out there for everyone to see? You know, I just sometimes I just like to bitch and moan, you know. You know, like my dad said, never, let never let the bastard see a sweat. Well, sometimes I just like to bitch. All right. right. Jay Fry going to go to you first. Then Dennis, then Dave with your
2: parting shots. Jay Fry, what's your parting shot? Anything you want to talk about? Have at it.
4: Well, uh, one of the things we are looking at is total points scored during the season. That actually wins money. And at this point, um, and that was one of the reasons why I had been picking up Oh, wait, hold on, J-Fry.
1: So we got What's a question that? here. Are, di- didn't we make total points regular season total points?
4: Yeah. A yeah regular okay. season or is it regular season and playoffs?
1: Regular season. Right, yeah. Because oh. the reason I'm bringing that up is I don't think some of the people in the playoffs who had buys were thinking they had to set lineups when they have a buy. And you could see that in their lineups. It's definitely regular season.
2: Do we need to involve the vice commissioner in this? Because I,
1: I, right, I am not a giant D-bag.
4: We're going to need to go back and look at the survey that I've sent out because I was thinking that it was regular season and playoffs, the way it was written. Jay Fry, when you get off of
2: this podcast, before we release the podcast, will you send a group text out, please? Um, and ask the Vice Commissioner to give her reading on it, since you seem a little off. And I, I'm with Dave. I thought it was regular season points. Dennis, did you think that? I thought it was regular season as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, great parting shot, by the way. So that was your parting shot? Okay. Uh, well, Dennis- no,
4: I haven't finished, but I'm just saying that, um, <laughs> I mean, right now, drunken tailgators would be leading with that. Um, and then need and some Anthony TVs. Need some TDs is second.
1: I that's a
2: that's a that's a very interesting question.
4: But if you want to look who's third, it's Supreme Leader Fry. So I know early in the year when I was winning, I was not scoring a lot. But then I had a stretch where I scored a lot and I lost because of bad luck. So and then I had the stretch at the end of the year where I just sucked. I'm picking my players, but right now I'm third. I'm pulling total points four so but total points against the uh, x-men x david lee was had the fewest points scored against him this year good job on the defense david drunken tailgaters was second montgomery mean machine third lincoln War- county warlords fourth and then i did have i was fifth as far as points against so i was very fortunate in that respect
2: what kind of parting shot is this? This is from the Joe B parting shot school. Jesus Christ.
3: Anthony Blinken. And by the way, I
2: think Anthony had the most points regular season. Dennis, give us a parting shot. You know how to do it. I will say this. Uh, you know,
3: hats off to our cold play and need some TDs to get there. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, you know, first year, first Frimming's going to take it uh, to my money's on. Uh, so great year, great year by both teams, great year by most teams, um, except for Bishop, Detroit, Timber, Masti. But you know, but this is the time. You've only got a few weeks left until we open up next year. Go in there and see what's on the waiver wire. You know, try to pass some keepers unless you're John with the three first round picks you're going to be trading. Uh, but this is the time to go in there and scavenge, scavenge away, see what you can find. And happy great. holidays, Dave Lee, who's. Come to join us from uh,
2: Recoveryville, Cincinnati. What's your party shot?
1: I think this year taught us two things that everyone should remember. Number one, keepers matter. You should be thinking about it right now and figuring out what's going on for next year. The teams that are in the playoffs right now and that are still in the championship have good keepers. Number two, don't be like Dennis. Never give up. Sometimes I just like to bitch. Down the stretch, two of the better teams in the league were mining Kristen's and they were both rebuilt from scratch. I was the worst team in the league for five weeks. Kristen might have had more injuries than anybody in the league. There's always people on the waiver wire. One and two, get it done. Never quit.
2: Best luck to everyone in the championship all the way around. Go home. Be safe. We love you.